With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today on the RV, we have Mani Foderaro. Mani is the author of the award-winning spiritual fiction, God Came to My Garage Sale. Mani, welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am super happy to have you here. And Mani, you are in San Croix, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm super like curious to know why are you living there and where are you from? Well, um, I was born in the South, in Miami, Florida, but I spent the majority of my life in the Chicago suburbs um, in the United States Midwest. And I taught high school for 35 years. I was a special education teacher. And 12 of those years, I worked at uh, the university as an adjunct professor. And so when I retired... Um, my life partner and I wanted to go somewhere uh, different to start our new life together. And we had traveled the world. We had been to Israel and um, we've been to Greece. We've been to um, Thailand, India, many places in the United States. We have not been to Spain where you are. We currently have plans to go to Spain, but we kept on coming back to the Caribbean because we love the ocean. Um, my partner, he is a scuba diver and astronomer, so the islands are perfect for him. And I knew that I had just been finishing up my spiritual fiction. My book, God, came to my garage sale, and I knew that I wanted to write, and so this was a perfect place for us. So for the last two years, we've been living in the Caribbean and loving every minute of it. I wish I was there as well, because I've been to, I believe I went to San Bart and San Lucia, and I was completely in love. What a beautiful place, beautiful people. And Marnie, Chicago to U.S. Virgin Islands is such a big change. Yeah, yeah. So, but I also find beauty wherever I am. So mm-hmm. when I was in the Chicago suburbs and I was raising my family there and working and, um, you know, living life there, I really enjoyed my surroundings there as well. So I feel like... I'm the kind of person that can find beauty wherever I am. But it certainly is nice to be in the sunshine 
and be in the fresh air close to the ocean and be immersed in nature every day. And what brought you to those islands? Well, we, you know, we actually never looked at the other U.S. Virgin Islands, which is uh, St. Thomas and St. John. We only had uh, kept coming back to St. Croix. Um, because I was an Illinois school teacher, um, at the time, I really, it was very important to be able to stay in the United States. And to go tropical, there were only few options for us. So part of the reason we picked St. Croix is that um, it was considered the United States. And so we could still, even though we drive on the left side here, so you certainly feel like you're in a, a foreign land, um, but many things would be familiar as far as the language, the currency, that type of thing. Um, but we, so that's why we chose, chose this. And, and we liked St. Croix because it wasn't super touristy. Um, we do have tourists here and, um, but it's not the same as like St. Thomas where you have cruise ships come in and a lot of visitors. So we like the really laid back feel of, of the island here. Wow. It must be the perfect environment to write day. Yes. It, it's wonderful. Wonderful. It's like a paradise. So, and you published your book called God Came to My Garage, Say You. So how did you come to write this book, Marnie? Well, it's interesting that you would ask. Um, I, you know, I always had a book inside me. It seemed that, you know, I have such a love for words and for writing and for reading. Um, so lots of times when I would experience things, I, in my mind, I would say, wow, that would make a good book. And so I always had a lot of ideas going. Um, but at one point in my life, you know, left a very unhealthy, toxic relationship. And, you know, I was forced to reevaluate my life and what my priorities were and my interests. And, you know, instead of being very negative, I choose to handle challenges with love, goodness, and honesty and, and compassion. Just, you know, take the whole high road, the positive way of handling things. So um, I ended up, you know, losing. Unfortunately, I lost my home, my house. I lost all my money. Uh, I just was found myself in a really tough situation, and it turns out I had to have a garage sale to make ends meet. And, you know, I've had garage sales before, and I've gone to garage sales. It's a very common thing to see in the springtime or summertime in the Midwest. And um, But this particular garage sale, I had some amazing things happen that made me really look at signs and synchronicities from the universe and really made me question, is there a God? And that's why I came up with God came to my garage sale because the, the character, it's a spiritual fiction. So not everything happened at this garage sale. Of course, they, I was, but a lot was inspired by real event. But, you know, I, it just prompted me to want to write about these experiences and, and, and then also just investigate and research spirituality and near-death experiences and, and even consult with psychic mediums and, and listen to people that, you know, have had transformative 
encounters. And that was really life-changing for me. And so that prompted me to write my book, and, and it was really a process. I mean, I know writers have all different ways they approach mm. writing. And, and I had my own way of, of approaching this, which seemed to work very well for me. And since then, you know, I, I, in addition to publishing this spiritual fiction, which is prominently endorsed by James Redfield, who is the best-selling author of the Celestine Prophecy series, um, and it just won a 2020 Best Books Award. So, you know, it's being well-received, which is nice. But um, in addition to that, this has just opened up my world to other writing endeavors. So I actually, the last year and a half, became involved as a co-author in four best-selling anthology books. And from that, I got offers to write for magazines, for different uh, blogs. I've been interviewed on podcasts. In fact, if you check out the May 2021 issue of Eden Magazine, Mm. with Mariel Hemingway on the cover. I have an article in that magazine this month. So it's really opened up a lot of doors, and I'm really having a great time writing. Congratulations, Marnie. That's impressive. By the way, you will be on my blog as well. Oh, wonderful. Yes, and also... Uh, you'll be on Uncut with Lucia, and you'll be everywhere. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Well, I'm a big fan of you, and I'm a big fan of Zoe the Crab, and I just think it's wonderful what you are doing. And, you know, now that so much is being done virtually, it's so nice to have uh, people be able to connect with one another across the world. Yeah, it's a blessing, Marnie. Thank you right. very much. And yes. Marnie, you told me about these spiritual miracles, yeah, that happened. Yes. I, I believe that a lot of people would be quick to call something a, a coincidence. Yes. So could you give us an example of what you mean by like miracle in relation to your spiritual awakening? Sure, I'd be happy to. In fact, you know, I should preface this, that I was raised an atheist. So I had no belief or exposure to organized religion or God or spirituality and slowly found that um, at least the religion part of it while I was in college and then as I got older. Um, so I was probably one of the most skeptical people I know when it comes to this kind of thing. I wouldn't just say they're coincidences. I would say, hey, that person sounds crazy because, you know, things like this can't happen in real life. You know, prove it to me. And I'm someone who really needs to have evidence to be able to believe something. So, so it was a, a pretty big miracle to have some of these experiences happen. And because I've had hundreds of experiences and I've listened to hundreds of accounts of others' experiences, I really do believe that we are spiritual people having a human experience as opposed to humans having like just a spiritual awakening. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I really, I believe that there, there are no coincidences, that things do happen for a reason or a purpose, and that we are here to learn life lessons. I mean, with some of the negative experiences that I have had to face in my life, and many of us have had our challenges, with me choosing to just be happy and um, learn from them and not have any ill will, I think take something that's greater than something myself. Um, it, you know, especially since I didn't have a foundation in religion or spirituality, but in my heart and soul, I knew that goodness, goodness prevails and that there would be reasons for things. And so I take any challenges just, you know, as a lesson. And, and, and I just wish well for all people on earth. Wow, this is so beautiful. Like. Well, it's true. It's really how I live and and how I believe. It doesn't mean that I need to befriend people that have malevolent, you know, intentions or anything like that. I don't need to, you know, seek them out. But at the same time, I can choose to surround myself with with just goodness and honesty. And and really good things do come my way. There's so many different miracles that I write about in this book. And even though it's a spiritual fiction, they were all inspired by real events. Part of it, at least, was, you know, some some real things that happened that, that made me question, is there a God? Mm-hmm. And I've come to believe personally that, yes, there is. There's a divine source that, you know, is guiding all of us. And many are, are these types of miracles, in your opinion, okay, only associated with people who have experienced loss? Or can anyone experience these types of divine intervention? Well, that what a great question, uh, Lucia. I, I would say anyone can experience these things. I mean, you just have to be aware and not brush off things as, wow, that was weird. You know, hey, I was just thinking of this person I hadn't talked to in 10 years and all of a sudden they called. You know, you have to stop and pay attention to some of these things. Um, But at the same time, um, a loss or tragedy or death um, where you come back to life, you know, you're revived by medical science or something, Those experiences have proved to be um, very significant for people to have a spiritual awakening. So, for example, you know, I, I went to hear someone speak at IONS, which is the International Association for Near-Death Studies. And that that's, have you ever heard of IONS before? Yes, I, I heard about it, and I'm very curious about this subject as well. Right, right. So, in fact, I just got noticed today that I'm going to be at the national conference. Um, it's uh, held it in Virginia in September, and I will be one of the panelists um, that's going to be there um, participating in this. So that's pretty exciting. But I met um, a, a wonderful one lady who was a speaker who died actually physically died in a kayaking accident. 
but then was late and, and had really no chance to survive this, but somehow did. And she went on to, and she's a medical doctor. This lady is an orthopedic doctor. And uh, so she's definitely science-based, not spiritual-based at all. But she had a near-death experience, which opened up her world to um, experiencing life after death and coming back. And so contrary to her previous beliefs, especially with all of her medical colleagues, she was forced to accept that she had this experience and it changed her worldview completely. And now she, she goes around the country speaking about these experiences. And there are many people like that, that, you know, have a lot of credibility behind them because of their background or their career and have these experiences and, and talk about it. And so they do say, they do say that, you know, severe loss or an accident or trauma and losing a loved one, those kinds of experiences can, can trigger, you know, a person, almost shock them into being open to spiritual experiences. Yes, I heard about it many times, and that's why these uh, questions came up to my mind. And sure, your message yes. is to live in the present with mindfulness, honest, compassion, forgiveness, peace, love, and light. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that is that is my message, and and that is you know my motto how I live. It's so inspiring after everything you have been through. But all of us, all yeah. of us have our own challenges. You know, in, in my case, it involved domestic violence and parental alienation. But for other people, they could have lost the love of their life, you know, who passed away to a disease. Or they could have lost a career that they loved or had a car accident that changed them physically. You know, many people have different challenges and, and none of us should judge, you know, whose challenges more than others. You know, we all just have challenges, all of us. And how we choose to deal with that it makes or breaks who we are and how we are going to live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Yes, and 
Manny, what is your advice to those who cannot see the light yet? You know, um, actually, in some ways, I don't really have advice for them because I think people see the light, like you said, in their own time. So everyone has a journey. And, you know, for many, many years, my light bulb was not shining bright. And, but that was necessary. It was necessary for me to go through that phase in my life. And so I think that for all of us, there is a time when we need to go through what we need to go through, but then something usually happens where we stop and reflect and say, wait a minute here, you know, there might be something more going on. So in, in many ways, there's not really advice to anyone. It's just we all have to carry on in our journey. I would say if you start to see some coincidences that you think are coincidences, they might really be what's called synchronicities. And, um, you know, if you see repeating numbers, for example, 1111, you know, people see that all the time. In fact, um, when I signed on to this meeting, my childhood phone number was part of the meeting ID. And that gave me a little bit of a sign, you know, how unusual would that be that my childhood phone number would be there? Um, there are signs where you can see dragonflies or butterflies or, or cardinal birds. And, you know, there are signs that, um, you, you know, you can find a certain dated penny on the ground or you can look at some developed photographs and see orbs in those. I mean, there's many different things. Um, even, you know, I had an, ex or you could actually have direct experiences. Like one, one thing I wrote about, it's actually in chapter 13 of my book, God Came to My Garage Sale. Um, that chapter is entitled The Sari. And the Sari, of course, is the, um, garment that, you know, women in India will wear, this long, beautiful yeah. piece of fabric. And I had an experience at this garage sale where I almost sold a sari that my mother had given me, my late mother, and I actually heard the words, don't sell the sari. I mean, I heard the words to where I looked around to see if anyone was there and no one was there. And, you know, it makes you feel like, you know, am I hearing things? I mean, uh -huh. did I did I want this? I mean, did I, you know, come up with this myself or whatever? It, you know, now I believe that I was actually, you know, given this message, don't sell the sorry. And there's a whole lot that goes with this particular story. So you'd have to take a look at chapter 13 for a lot of the details. But that night, I actually had a dream visitation from my mom. And it was, she looked like she did during that time that she had met a man from India, and they became very close. And uh, she was in North Carolina, you know, working on her master's degree and, and fell in love um, with a man from India. And, and so, I had this amazing experience that I needed to write about. And actually, everything came full circle because 
When my life partner, Rick, and I went to India for that month, we arranged to spend time with this man um, that and his family, you know, that was very close to my mom. And I had photographs and letters and even a piece of jewelry to bring to him. And um, it was amazing. It was probably a wonderful closure for him in his life to have the daughter. He had met me when I was a little kid. Um, and uh, But went ahead and moved back to India and, you know, had his family and life there. And that was meant to be for him. But it was amazing that I could come into his life um, partly because of this garage sale and hearing the words, you know, don't sell the sari and putting two and two together and having this visitation from my mom. And uh, this, this wonderful man um, has since passed away at a beautiful age of 90. Um, but, you know, what a great experience to have everything kind of come full circle with that. So that's, that's just one of the many experiences. But as far as, you know, trying to enlighten other people, I would just say, just stop a little bit, slow down, and, and open your eyes to the beauty of the world that is around you. And some messages might come your way. You might have even had messages your whole life, but just kind of brushed them off and didn't pay attention to them. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. It was after the fact that I was like, oh my gosh, I remember five years ago this happened and that had to have been a spiritual experience, you know. But I, at the time, I didn't really acknowledge it. I, I, at the time, I thought, well, that was really interesting. But I didn't put put it together with with some divine intervention. Yeah, sometimes we are so like busy thinking about what we have to do, thinking about the future, and we are not in the present. And when we are not here, we don't see things around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you say that very well. That was very well put because that really is hap happening to many of us. And, you know, we can't get down on ourselves because we're living life and we're trying to make ends meet and we're working a job, taking care of family. You know, um, there's a lot of things that we are doing. And so we, we tend to just naturally be busy and wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And Mani, I chose a quote for you, okay? I always choose sure. my guests. Your quote is from Carl Jung. Okay. I'm not what happened to me. I'm what I choose to become. So how does this quote make you feel? Oh, I just love that quote. I just love it because we don't need to let negative experiences define who we are. We do have a choice and, and how we respond to things. In fact, it's much better than just reacting. So I think that quote is, is definitely something to live by. We are not who we, you know, let's not define ourselves by, by especially negative experiences that we have gone through. Mm -hmm. Let's choose to, to create and, and forge the path ahead that's positive. Exactly. And Marni, what inspired you to begin your quest to live a more purposeful life? 
Well, I think I was forced to in a way because my security, I was the busy person living the American dream, you know, working a full-time job as a teacher, raising my family, you know, volunteering at different places. You know, I was completing an advanced degree. I was very busy too. But the world that I knew and this fantasy, you know, um, perfect family and American dream life that I had um, just came crashing to a halt. In some ways, it was by my own choice because I chose to pay attention to what was going on and say, no, this is not for me. You know, this is, uh, this is not in line with my values and, and who I am at the core of my person. So, you know, I made choices. I was the one who chose to, to leave a marriage after 27 years, you know. So I, I knew that I would have challenges. I just had no idea the challenges would be so big and would continue for as long as they did. But in my case, my whole world came crashing down. So I was forced to stop and reflect. And, and I wanted to be strong for my children. I wanted to be a good role model for them. You know, um, in, in times of trauma and stress, how you handle yourself is very, very telling. I just knew that I, I was strong enough and positive enough to make it. And uh, I didn't realize that my life would be so beautiful and so free and so wonderful and all the opportunities that have come my way, I didn't even know that that would be on the horizon. I'm very glad that you survived all these tragedies. Right. And actually, some of the tragedies and traumas that we experience in life can really have a silver lining. And they really could be blessings in disguise. I don't know. I mean, sure, I'd like to have not endured some of the things that I did. But at the same time, going through that made me who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I'm a much stronger person today than, than I was many years ago. Your book, God Came to My Garage Sale, what do you hope your readers take away from this book? Well, um, actually a few things. You know, on the surface, I would like them to just have fun reading it. It's a very easy book to read, very short, very manageable, hopefully interesting. You know, I tie in a lot of flashbacks and Uh, historical references in addition to uh, just everyday life stuff. So I think it can be very relatable. So I'd like readers to just have fun with it and, um, and just enjoy the ride. Um, but at the same time, I would love to have readers maybe resonate with some of the experiences I had and think to themselves, well, what, maybe I'm experiencing some signs and synchronicities from the universe. And so maybe that can open up their mind to their own life and what they are going through. And then on another note, because maybe it's the teacher in me, um, and I have actually taught a writing workshop recently at our local museum, uh, but I would love to encourage 
people out there that think they have a story in them, but just don't know how to write, to look at my book and realize, well, gosh, if she can do it, maybe I can do it. And encourage people to explore writing and uh, if that is something that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I certainly have found writing to be very healing just as a as an activity, you know, very, very healing um, and a healthy way to, to deal with, you know, thoughts and anxieties and, you know, different different feelings. So I would love the readers to take away all of that. Mm-hmm. This was a very good advice. I agree with you that writing, <laughs> oh, it's so relieving. And many where can we find your books? Please give us everything, all your <laughs> website, book. Sure, sure. Well, my website is um, the title of the book. It's www.godcametomygaragesale.com. So on my website, you know, there's a menu where you can see the different books that I've been a part of. There's also a happenings page where I'm up to date on the different podcasts and interviews and activities and things that uh, book signings and that type of thing. Um, and there's a about the authors so that the readers can learn a little bit about me. So I would say the first step would be to go to the website and check it out. Um, I also, um, my book is sold at Amazon. It's only $3.99, very, very affordable for the e-version, or $11.99 for um, the paperback on Amazon. Um, If you come to the Virgin Islands, my book is in probably 25 places now amongst the Virgin Islands and now also in a few states um, in the United States. Um, But, and there it is offered, the book is just $10. So it's not a moneymaker. It's more of just a passion to get it out there. And I love the idea, especially because it's a garage sale um, theme, that it would be reasonably priced. Something that, you know, Actually, it could almost be the cost of a fancy, fancy latte or something. I'm super happy to have interviewed you virtually. Today, I'm in the Virgin Islands. And I hope one day we can swim together in this beautiful sea. And we can maybe go to a garage sale together. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds fun. And actually, as I shared with you before the show... I have plans to come to Spain where you are um, this fall. And so we'll see if all those travel plans pan out. Um, of course, you know, we've all learned to be very flexible with uh, visiting other places at this point or not visiting them. So um, if the plan is to, to head over to Barcelona and Madrid this fall um, and uh, spend a few weeks there, uh, but if it doesn't work out this year, it certainly could for another another time. So I could visit you out there as well. Yes, absolutely. We have a coffee. We yes, to I, all of the above. That would be fine. Thank you very much, Marnie. 
Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was a pleasure to talk with you. And like I said again, I am such a fan of you, your podcast, your, your uh, blogs, and your beautiful children's books, you know, Zoe the Crab and all those adventures. So um, I, I admire you as well. Thank you. All right. Well, have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.